Welcome to Making the Most of Time with me, Elliot Apple. I'm a financial planner and caregiver. To give you a little background, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer when I was 25. Our world was changed instantly, and it's been a constant state of change ever since. Since then, I've been learning about the intersection of money, health, and loss, personally and professionally. This is a place to explore money, loss, and grief. It's about making the most of time, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. There are no taboo topics, no question is off limits. These conversations are for people like you, people who are about to lose a significant other, widows, caregivers, and anybody affected by a major health event. I'm glad you're here. So with that, let's start making the most of time. Who would have thought a government bond would be one of the most talked about investments in 2022? With the annual inflation rate at 8.5% as of March 2022, investors are wondering how best to keep up with inflation. The answer? Many are turning to I-bonds. Let's look at what Series I savings bonds are, the details, such as the maturity date, how the yield is calculated, and liquidity, how they're taxed, where you can buy them, and when it might make sense to buy I-bonds. What is a Series I savings bond? Series I savings bonds are issued by the federal government that are inflation-protected, They were first introduced in 1998. Since they are backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government, they are considered lower risk than other types of bonds. Next, let's look at the maturity, yield, and liquidity of I-bonds. How long do I-bonds earn interest? I-bonds earn interest for 30 years, unless you cash them out before the end of 30 years. Interest is earned every month, but compounded semi-annually. What this means is that twice a year, interest from the prior six months is added to the bond's principal value, and then interest over the next six months is earned on that adjusted principal value. The interest earned is based on two rates, one, the fixed rate, and two, the variable inflation rate. The fixed rate is the same throughout the entire 30 years. For example, if the fixed rate is 0% when you buy it, the fixed rate will still be 0% for that bond in 29 years. The variable inflation rate is calculated and changes twice a year. If you want to get technical, it's based on changes in the non-seasonally adjusted Consumer Price Index for All Urban Consumers, CPI-U, for all items, including food and energy. Even if the inflation rate component goes negative, the bond has a floor, meaning the interest rate on the bond will not go below 0%. In other words, the redemption value of your bond won't decline unless the United States government didn't pay their debt. Currently, the fixed rate is 0%, and the variable inflation rate is 4.81% for bonds purchased between May 2022 in October 2022. What this means is that if you purchase an I-bond within that time frame, for the life of the bond, you will earn no fixed rate, and 100% of your return is going to come from changes based on the CPI-U. The fixed rate hasn't always been zero. You can look up historical I-bond fixed rates, I linked to this in my blog article, and see that when they were first introduced, the fixed rate was 3.4%, but since 2008, the fixed rate component hasn't been above half a percent. The variable inflation rate is high now because inflation has been high. There is no telling what the variable inflation rate will be for bonds purchased between November 2022 and April 2023. If you annualize the current 4.81% variable rate for six months, that will match the 9.62% annual composite rate that you see in headlines right now. But please keep in mind that the interest you earn resets after six months. For example, if you buy an I-bond in May 2022, you will earn 4.81% through October 2022, but from November 2022 through April 2023, you'll earn a different rate 
of interest based on the change in the CPIU. We don't know what that will be at this point. I'm going to let you in on a little trick to know the yield over 12 months. If you buy an I-bond in April or October, you know the variable interest rate over the past six months that you can earn for the next six months, but you also will have a good idea of what the variable interest rate will be for the next six-month period after that. For example, if you buy an I-bond in October 2022, you'll earn 4.81% over the next six months, October 2022 through March 2023, because that has already been announced. But you will also have a general idea of what the inflation rate was over the prior six months, which affects the next six-month period. What this means is that you'll have a general idea of what you will earn between April 2023 and September 2023 in October of 2022. Looking at a past example, in April 2022, you knew if you bought an I-bond, you would earn 3.56% over the next six months. That's April 2022 through September 2022. But you also knew the general inflation numbers and estimated that I-bonds would pay 4.81% for bonds purchased between May 2022 and October 2022. This is the new interest rate that you would get tacked onto your bond between October 2022 and March 2023. If you're close to the end of a six-month period where the interest rate resets, sometimes it is worthwhile to wait to decide if you want to buy at the old rate or wait until the following month to buy at the new rate. You typically have a couple of weeks to do this. When can you get money out of an I-bond? I-bonds pay interest for 30 years, but that doesn't mean you need to keep them for 30 years. However, you do have to keep them for at least a year. You cannot cash your I-bonds before one year. This means you should not use I-bonds as an emergency fund. Since you have no access to your money within a year of purchase, there is no liquidity, even if an emergency arises. If you cash in your I-bond within five years of owning it, you give up the last three months of interest. For example, if you cash in an I-bond after 24 months, you would earn interest for the first 21 months and give up interest for months 22, 23, and 24. After five years, you can cash them out at any time, and you'll not lose any interest. Now, how are I-bonds taxed? I-bonds are subject to federal income tax, but not state or local income tax. You can report the interest every year from the bond or wait to report all the interest for the year in which the first of these events occur. One, you cash the bond. Two, you give up ownership and the bond is reissued. Or three, the bond matures. If you choose to report the interest every year, you must continue doing that for all savings bonds in the future. That's really important to know because once you start doing that, you need to do that throughout time. Otherwise, you can just choose to defer it until one of those three events, typically maybe when the bond matures or you cash the bond. I-bonds can also be used tax-free for education. The education tax exclusion allows certain individuals to exclude the interest paid upon the redemption of I-bonds from gross income under certain conditions. Now, you want to make sure that you're following the rules here. So make sure to look those up if this is something that interests you and make sure that they apply to your situation. I see quite a bit of talk on the internet about using I-bonds for saving for college. In many situations, particularly for younger children, using a 529 plan may be a better option. For those going to college in the next couple of years, an I-bond can make sense as it's a lower risk investment with a higher rate of return than can be found in many 529 plans. How can you buy I-bonds? I-bonds can be bought electronically using the Treasury Direct website. You can also buy them in paper form using your federal income tax refund. You can't use a brokerage account or other custodian to buy them, which means you'll have another account with the really, really clunky Treasury Direct website. Electronic bonds can be purchased in any amount down to the penny from $25 to $10,000. Paper bonds are only available for 
$50, $100, $200, $500, or $1,000. Treasury Direct has a video about how to purchase I-bonds on their website, but the process is a bit clunky. Although it only took me about 15 minutes, instead of typing your password when you log in using a keyboard, you have to actually use your mouse to click on a virtual keyboard for each letter of your password. Now, I know this doesn't sound like much and it's okay sacrifice to make, but it's just another annoying thing with a financial institution to try to purchase something. And if you're one of the unfortunate people who have to verify their identity when first creating an account on Treasury Direct, you could be in for quite the process. This didn't personally happen to me, but I do see some people report that they have to verify their identity before they can make a purchase, which requires them filling out a form and getting a signature guarantee from a bank or credit union. And banks and credit unions aren't always willing to do that, or it's a little hard to find one that will. How much can you purchase in I-bonds? Major downside to I-bonds is how much you can purchase. You're limited to buying $10,000 through the Treasury Direct, and up to $5,000 in paper I-bonds via your federal tax refund. If you wanted to purchase I-bonds via federal tax refund and don't have enough in withholdings to result in a tax refund, you could make an estimated tax payment that results in a refund. You can buy $10,000 per person, so a married couple filing jointly could purchase $25,000 per year between them. That's the $10,000 each plus the $5,000 via tax refund. I-bond limits are by entity, which means if you have a re revocable trust, you can buy $10,000 worth of additional I-bonds in it. If you have a business account with a separate EIN, you could buy $10,000 worth of bonds for it. You get the picture here. Anything basically with a separate EIN, you can purchase additional treasury bonds. And the revocable trust seems to be the exception that even if that's reporting under your own social, it is considered its own separate entity and you could buy it for that. You will, however, need to create a separate treasury direct account for each entity wanting to buy I-bonds. The other option is to buy I-bonds as a gift, but those will count against the other person's $10,000 per year limit. So when does it make sense to buy I-bonds? I-bonds are reasonable investments for people who have a cash need in one to five years from now. As I mentioned earlier, I-bonds should not be an emergency fund because you can't gain access to them within the first year. However, if you need to buy a home in three years and have money and cash earmarked for that purchase, I-bonds are a reasonable place to park the money. You can earn a fairly high rate of return with little risk while still retaining the option to cash them out after a year. If you have extra cash after your spouse passes away and you become a widow, you may want to wait on coming up with a long-term plan for the money. I-bonds are also a reasonable place to put $10,000 while you grieve and decide what comes next. If you have extra cash because of upcoming life changes and are unsure of how much cash you'll need, I-bonds could be a solution for $10,000. Overall though, I'm not a huge fan of I-bonds for most people unless they have a multi-year plan to add money to I-bonds as a key component of their investment portfolio or have cash needs in the next few years. Yes, the interest rate is very attractive. There is no denying that. You cannot find an investment with this low of a risk that is earning 4.81% over the next six months. But historically, the rate of return on these bonds has been low. The only reason they would have a high rate of return going forward is if inflation continues to be extremely high. And I don't know where inflation's going. Nobody knows for sure. But it would be weird if these continued to have the same rate of return past the next six months or a year. Plus, for people with millions of dollars, a $10,000 investment isn't going to move the needle on their financial plan. For example, if you have $2 million invested, a $10,000 investment is only half a percent of the portfolio. It's not going to change your financial future. Even if you earn 9.62% over the next year, that's $962. For two people investing $20,000, that would be $1,924. It's 
It's not nothing, but it is another account you need to track, another account heirs may need to track down, and it certainly doesn't simplify your financial life. Also, if someone has significant cash on hand, but it isn't for an upcoming expense, I would question what purpose that cash is serving. Would it be better to invest it in a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds for long-term growth? I feel like some people are using cash on hand to invest in I-bonds because they have too much, but are not seeing the overall picture or creating a long-term plan. It's a little like if people are too busy looking at the trees to admire the forest. Many people are excited about I-bonds because 9.62% is a very attractive interest rate in today's lower rate environment. But the $10,000 per year limitation means people with larger investment portfolios may see limited impact to their bottom line. Now, full disclosure, I personally bought $10,000 worth of I-bonds to see what the experience was like, and I, I resisted this. I made the decision not to do this last year, but I did do it this year just to see what it's like. If I wasn't a financial planner, I wouldn't have bothered buying the bonds because I dislike having another account on a clunky website. So in fact, as soon as I bought them, I regretted it because it's another account I need to keep track of on top of everything else, and I'm a huge fan of simplicity. I much prefer spending my time with family, outside, or doing other things rather than complicating my financial life for just a little extra interest that isn't going to move the needle. Ultimately, it's up to you to decide whether it's worth your time and where it fits into your long-term investment plan. Final thoughts and a question for you. I bonds are the flashy investments right now, which it's a little strange to say out loud considering they are a bond. They offer a very attractive interest rate for the next six months, but it's unknown whether in the six months following they will have a high interest rate or it will drop to 0% or somewhere in between. With the $10,000 limit per year per person in purchases, I-bonds likely won't move the needle much for people with larger investment portfolios, but it can be a reasonable place to park cash for anything needed in one to five years. And I'll leave you with one question to act on. Where do I-bonds fit in your financial and investment plan? Elliot Apple is an investment advisor representative of Kindness Financial Planning, LLC. However, in hosting this podcast, Elliot is not acting as an investment advisor representative individually or on behalf of Kindness Financial Planning. The information and opinions in this podcast are for general, informational, and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment, financial, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and such opinions are subject to change. No representation is made as to the completeness or accuracy of the information presented. Any past performance referenced is historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices referenced are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. All investments involve a certain level of risk. You should carefully consider if an investment is suitable for you before making an investment. Please consult your legal, financial, and other professionals to determine what may be appropriate for you.